Quality Files. Hey guys, welcome to Oddity Files, the, the podcast. podcast. We're a paranormal podcast. If you didn't know that already, you probably should know that. Probably. We, we're coming off of a live podcast in Raleigh, North Carolina. That's right. And I'm, I'm pretty proud of us. Actually, so our live podcast in Raleigh was one of my favorites. Granted, we were... A little slap happy because we were tired. A lot slap. Uh, this but, one was a lot slap happy. But we had a great turnout. Oh, the audience was actually God. like involved in asking us questions and and it they was were great. laughing at our jokes. Right. And... Sometimes we go and we've loved every audience that we've absolutely performed for. But sometimes they're just you can't really tell if they're listening or not. Yeah, <laughs> or if they're just in the food court to eat. Absolutely. <laughs> They're like, how did I end up here? <laughs> exactly. But no, it was great. They, it was. You could tell like they were all leaning forward and like listening. Oh, yeah. Um, and our, our plants, our friends in the audience. Right. Well, I mean, you're all our friends. Don't get me wrong. But they were like, oh, my God, they seem so excited. They didn't yeah. know you had a TV show, but they had listened to the podcast. And, and there were a couple people that came up that said they listened that we had no I idea know. who they were. Which it was always, amazing. And I know I say this week after week, but it blows my mind. It's like it, Same. People Absolute actually same. listen. Can I tell you my favorite part about the podcast <coughs> in Raleigh? It was when I started telling my story about the the vampires in North Carolina, and I was talking about something eating a dog's face, and the lady literally got up and walked out. Literally, she said. <laughs> and of course, we had to call her out. But yeah, it was so awesome. First of all, you know, to have our friends there, um, some friends I hadn't seen in a very long time. Victor, kudos. Thank you so much for being there. It was so great to see you. But just meeting all the new people and they came up, like you said, and introduced themselves. And and when I asked if anybody's listened to the podcast before, we had people raise their hands. Literally, people raise their hands. That I didn't recognize. My favorite part of that woman walking out, though, is that Obviously, us being us, we both were like, oh, bye. Like, yeah. we, we didn't just let her go without. <laughs> I know. Well, apparently I've offended someone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was a blast. It was so much fun. What a weekend, though. Well, we worked. We that's worked for our sure. asses off. It's a good thing we did the podcast on that first day. Oh, there's Can you no imagine way. if we had no. been there later in the week? Because we literally would have just been brain dead and like. I was brain dead. Brain dead. Right. The rest of, there was no sleep for me because my hotel room was right. terrible. Ugh. And so our room was polar opposite. I, uh, and like lucky. an ice box. But, yeah. And we always sleep cold, but it was like next level cold. Yeah. To the point where we were like. <sighs> <sighs> Not me. I This bitch can't sleep when it's too hot. Neither. It and literally felt like hell. And um, I was hoping, you know, some ghosts would pop in, maybe Cold snuggle spots. up in bed with me and give me some cold spots didn't fucking happen and i'm not happy about it <laughs> um but we are a paranormal podcast that tells creepy stories like i said whether you yeah. fucking like it or not um but most people like it so yay yeah. i do i we're, like the weird we are shit. sarcastic at times and that's just like she said part of it yep. <laughs> um yeah we have a lot of fun with this you can find us on all the socials at oddity files also on Facebook, we have a not-so-secret group. It's just a private group, so we release 
some stuff early. Um, I've, little, I've been putting like, a lot of behind the scenes stuff on yeah, my editing up there for season three. Yeah, because we do have a an investigative show that's on Amazon Prime. Season three is coming up soon, so that's what she's talking about. She has been putting some behind the scenes footage from season three. It's up usually there. Clayton scaring the shit out of me and me right. paying myself. But you know, in my defense, the last one she posted, I did tell Carter. I was like, uh, maybe I shouldn't this time because remember, you and I were both sick. Oh yeah, and. <laughs> Both DJ Jimmy and Carter egged you on. So, see? I know. Receipts. I saw it. We have receipts. Well, and I think they thought I'd never know because but they played it up how. like it was all you. <laughs> uh, but, yes, that's what we are. That's who we are. Oh, you don't know who I am. I'm Kitsy Duncan. And I'm Clayton Abbott. And welcome to the show. This is your first run. So we had a major announcement at the live podcast. And if you're listening to this now, you've already heard it, but I'm going to say it again because I'm so fucking excited about it. We have over 25,000 downloads for this 25,000. Crazy. It's insane. Absolutely insane. And I had posted in the not so secret Facebook group and somebody goes, see, it's not just friends and family listening. And we say that all the time, but that's who I figure when we're doing this, who's listening. I agree. So, yay. Thank you. And it's you guys that are listening now that are helping us get the word out and getting us these new listeners. It is true. So pat yourself on the back, motherfuckers. You rock. And speaking of all you guys, we are still doing our contests. Yes. And we've had two winners for the past two months, and we're already almost to the end of July somehow. I can't fucking believe it. So if you're wondering what the contest is, if you go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review, mm-hmm. screenshot that review and send it on over to us, preferably at our email, oddityfilescrew at gmail.com, or just anywhere, um, we'll put you in for a drawing to win a signed 8x10, maybe some stickers or some fun stuff. Because we really live or die by just you guys. Yeah. What, how much you're sharing it, rating it, reviewing it. Those rate and reviews are huge. Right. It gets us up on the lists. Essentially, on when people apps. search paranormal or cryptid on Apple Podcasts, yeah. that's how it's, it's almost like searching on Netflix or YouTube, stuff that's Literally. liked more, interacted with more, mm-hmm. pops up higher. And so we shamelessly want to be at the top of that list. Yep. We're begging you, honestly. <laughs> There's no shamelessly about it. We're begging you. What number are we on Amazon Prime when you search paranormal? I think it was like 11. It's pretty high. It was, yeah. Which is exciting. And that includes like all the big ones as well. Like everything that's on Prime. So it's incredible. We are grateful for you guys because this and nor the show wouldn't happen without you guys. Did you know, Clayton, that today, which is Tuesday, um, because we're off gallivanting across the world again this weekend. Um, is the 20-year anniversary of Blair Witch. No. Which is kind of huge in this little genre we have. Whoa, that's great. You know, 20 I have, years? Yeah. I still haven't seen it all the way through because it scared me so fucking much. Not even now that I'm okay with ghosties. Oh, it's and still scary. It's terrifying. Especially living where you live. So yeah. if you guys don't know where Kitsy lives, it's... Don't give my address. No. <laughs> So you take a right on no. <laughs> it's literally just out in the middle of a forest, like a state forest. Literally. Literally. Um, Sasquatch so, is my neighbor. That's why I have an obsession with it. And sometimes you'll be outside at night and hear sounds that aren't an animal. Well, they probably aren't an animal, but not a sound an animal should be making. Nope, not at all. <laughs> um, Unless something's eating that animal. <laughs> exactly. And so, yeah, it can be scary. 
Yeah, it is. And the worst time I had with living where I live is when, uh, what was that? St- when the strangers came out. Ugh, I do love that movie though. But talk <sighs> only about watched it. it once, only because of where I live. Need. And yeah, I don't answer my door. That's why I have a ring doorbell. That is one of my favorite scary movies because I like the type of scary movies that could actually happen. It's like I love the first scream for that reason because oh, it's literally none of it is outlandish. It's all just like some killer. Yeah. Strangers, just those types, because those like get me legit scared. Oh yeah. Well, and back to the Blair Witch, they played that off so well with that found footage yeah. vibe. I and it was I one of really the first, thought it was happening. It was one of the first ones. And then of course everyone and their mother took on the found footage of concept after that. But still it's yeah, it's still scary. It is. I I should watch it at some point. Maybe I'll give it another ten years. There's like another the- movie that's out right now that I really want to see. Midsummer. What is that? I've seen people talk about it. I know nothing about it. So it's from either the same writer or same director as Hereditary, which you and I watched oh. together. But was it one of the paranormal guys? I saw tweeted that he. Didn't like the overall movie as much as Hereditary, but like it stuck with him longer. Yeah, I don't need that in my life right now. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, I'm stressed enough right now. I don't need some fictional movie. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you know this is kind of along those lines. Not really, but I meant to add it to my notes to talk to you about. Have you seen this viral video? I think I saw it on Facebook of this cut up chicken breast. That crawls across the table. What? Talk about fucking sticking with me. I won't watch it. I've just seen it in like the little preview. Like like a freshly killed chicken? Yes. Oh, so it's like. It's just, and it's like, it's like an, uh, 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 I couldn't sleep one night this weekend because I couldn't stop thinking about it. Oh my gosh. So if anybody. That's absolutely going to be on the Instagram story. So if anybody can tell me that's fake, please do so immediately. Because it really has me freaking the fuck out. Well, I'm wondering, you know, like if right when you kill a fish, like it still flops a little bit. It was on somebody's dinner table. Yikes. No, that's not no, okay. No, it wasn't like at the slaughterhouse or the oh, butchers. It was on somebody. has to be fake. I haven't seen it. So. Well, look it up because I don't want to look at it again. I've actually hidden that post. I, I, <laughs> I'm throwing up my mouth a little bit terrifying that is terrifying so somebody please debunk debunk that for me because it's literally keeping me up at night right now is that the paranormal news nope okay cool (laughs) sorry um no that i actually totally forgot to write down until you said something about sticks with you that fucking thing is sticking with me so the paranormal in the news was sent to me um on instagram by frozen pieces And I'm sure, Clayton, you've heard of this, but there's a petition to change the date of Halloween. Have you seen this? Yes. It's bullshit. Mm -hmm. It is a bunch of bunk. There's a petition for everything. No, it's Halloween is the 31st because of stuff and things in history that I don't know right now. And it should stay. Are you going to change Jesus's birthday? No. Are you going to change New Year's? No. Are you going to change Easter? Are you going to change the 4th of July? Right. We signed that declaration of contract on that day of independence. (laughs) So let's start our own petition not to change it. We should. Because it's some bullshit. I'm just saying. Keep Halloween Halloween. And I'm hoping, again, it's fake news. 
Isn't it Halloween stems from like Hallow's Eve? It, exactly. It was like a like a, a religious holiday a thing. So you can't just change that stuff. Right. Who started this petition? I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't say their name. We have people after them. Yeah. Well, the last I saw in my Facebook feed, which I'm sure is fake news, is it's making its way to President Trump's desk. Who decides this? Why does the president have any say over holidays? Especially like Halloween. Yeah. I mean. I get maybe President's Day. Well, yeah, but it's not like a bank holiday where things close on Halloween. So why would right. he have any say over it? Get over it. it. I think it's fake news. Don't they like always just want it to be on a weekend? Yes. Like the last Saturday of the month. Get over it. But how weird would it be to have like Halloween on October 28th? No, it can't happen. It's unacceptable. 31 is 13 backwards, which is creepy, which it works. Okay. I just made all of that shit up. Why is Halloween October 31st? Halloween is an annual holiday celebrated each year on October 31st. It originated with the ancient Celtic festival of Samhain when people would light bonfires and wear costumes to ward off ghosts. Great. For the winter months, correct? This doesn't tell me why it's on the 31st. So you're not helping our case. <laughs> but it sounds official. Oh, absolutely. Well, I'm sure... There's a, a I'm sure somebody reason. knows yeah, out there. Because ghosts, okay. Um All Saints Day. In the eighth century, Pope Gregory the Third declared November first as All Saints Day. So this is why it Halloween is All Hallows Eve. So you would have to go to the Pope and say, November first is no longer All Saints Day. There you go. So you go talk to the Pope, Miss Ma'am. Yes, and that sounds like a lot of paperwork. I'm just going to warn you up front. You don't want to deal with that. Nope. Passports are involved. <laughs> the, you know, security at the Vatican. Yeah, not even worth it. So it's it. not even, Trump can't even decide. Nope, not at all. Thank God. Glad we settled that. <laughs> <laughs> because this is what is important to me, people. <laughs> oh, shoot. Anything spooky going on with you? Sinuses, allergies. Oh, that's sp- scary shit. Literally the, as spooky as it comes. Yeah. I Not much going on here. I left the um, ring cameras on the entire time, time I was gone, hoping to catch something paranormal. Mm-hmm. I know. All I got was little Mason walking around the house. Oh, Where's so. Mason right now? Oh, he's probably sleeping because he's not stressed out anymore. Well, because I walked in and usually he'll like run up. He didn't. I don't know. I just assumed he wasn't here. No, he's here somewhere. Oh. But, yeah, that's about it. I, like I said, I was hoping for a haunting in my hotel room, but that didn't happen. I know. Um, and... Oh, so one night, so behind our hotel, there was this big like lake. Mm-hmm. And so one night, it was really nice out. James and I, DJ and I just kind of like went strolling through it. And it was like low-key dark when we were going through the woods. And I was like, there's not a path. Like, there's no path. So we're just trekking through these woods. <laughs> and I'm like... This is when I'm going to die. Literally. A Bigfoot is going to come or a Nessie. No, neither one of them want to hurt you. It would have been a murderer. An actual murderer. Or like some hobo that was like camping there. Gets up, (laughs) shanks me with a pop can. That's why the My Favorite Murder Girls say don't go into the woods. I just got my tetanus shot a couple weeks ago because I was told it had been 10 years. Oh, I hate when that happens. No, They're not nearly as bad as I remember but as a child. But that shit was sore for like three days. Was it really? Yes. Oh. And the shot itself like 
did not hurt at all. Right. And then she said, your arm's probably going to be sore. I'm like, no, it won't. Like, it didn't hurt. I woke up the next day and I was like, oh my God, my arm. <laughs> Who punched me? Literally. <laughs> Get your tetanus Gosh, shot, kids. I know. Keep up to date every well, 10 years. The scary part is she, I said, no, I know that I got my tetanus shot before I went into college. Mm-hmm. And, and she said every 10 years. And I was like, so I'm good. And I was like... <laughs> Oh my gosh. Welcome to old people shit. <laughs> this is not happening. I'm good for another five years. <laughs> no. Nope. At least. I think when I got my last tetanus shot, it, it was probably about 10 years ago. They're like, well, when did you have your last tetanus shot? I'm like, I was 10. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> it was a long time so I ago. I finally broke down and got like a regular ass doctor. Did you? Because adulting. It's important to have a doctor. It is. Um, and my knees, old people shit. <laughs> I knew that I needed them looked at. So, well, you know, when you go to college for to run track, I know it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. That's why I don't run <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> anywhere, unless I'm, you know, being murdered. Right. So. Or and then I'll a fall <laughs> or chasing a ghost. Literally, right. as I was editing, um, I keep hearing myself saying i'm not going to chase after it i'm not going to ch- i'm going to stay right here guys i'm going to stay right here i won't chase after it <laughs> but you know it has gotten to the point where cuz i still go back to some of our first investigations mm-hmm. and i mean we acted really like tough and brave but we when stuff would happen terrified. we get terrified and we have gotten better we have like at waverly when we saw shadow figures you and i both would go towards them right I feel like if you rewound four years, we would have been like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> so, and I wonder if that has anything to do with like the evidence that we've been getting. That's what I was just going to say. And just our, our investigative style mm-hmm. at this point, it's, I'm, I'm intrigued watching the shows I'm editing. I, I'm just going to put that out there. I think this season's got some of the most, relevant evidence we've gotten ever and i think because more recently we've mentioned how these investigations just fly by like they go by so so fast fast. and again when we first started doing it i felt like those nights lasted forever yeah but i also feel like we just didn't really know enough methods and techniques and so now that we know certain things to use for certain types of spirits and energies that we're actively doing something the whole time we're there. Yes. So time's just flying by. And we, and we just keep wanting to try more and more exactly. methods. So back when that it was all like, um, we can try this, yeah. we would like sit around kind of waiting for stuff to happen. But yeah. now that we're actively seeking it, five hours goes by in literally three minutes. It, <laughs> so fucking true. And it's just, we've just learned so much. And I think you and I especially have been doing this so long that mm-hmm. we know when we're investigating what gets us results as to just putting a K2 in the middle of the floor right. and, and trying to coax some ghosts to come out of the woodwork and just touch it. We yeah. know if that's not going to work, we're going to move on to the next thing. For sure. But we, we know the big guns to start with that usually get us the results. God, I can't wait for these people to see. I can't I wait for you to see this that, season. That is true. It's going to be so exciting. Okay, I'm done patting myself on the back because, and you, and Carter, and DJ Jimmy's along for a couple of these. He and I is. can't wait for everybody to know. He was in one episode last season. Just Jailhouse. No, um, Lake County Jail. DJ Jimmy. Yeah, I guess that was. Yeah, it was his first one, wasn't it? It was his first one ever. Yes. 
where the ornament was thrown. Of course. And the, there was someone with you guys. Remember when you were walking along and I saw oh, three, yeah, 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 yeah. three figures? That yeah. got me. Oh, it did. That really shook me for up. For a minute. For a minute. At one point, I'm like, Clayton, but isn't that why we do this? Is but, to see stuff like but that. But most of them, we can like somehow, even if it's evidence, we can say, oh, that's a little girl or, oh, that's. But it was just so, I know that I saw it. So for you, like, just really quick, again, when we're investigating, we actually are in the dark. So yeah, you can. And it's just us. It's just us. We so, literally do not have a large f- camera crew following no. us around. So when they were on the opposite side of the room, I can only see their mass. Like, I can't see your shirt or your hair or anything. I can just tell there's a person standing it there. It looks lit up on the show, but we, our <laughs> eyes can't see those anything, lights. Right. And so as they were walking along, I saw one of you go by, another one go by, someone else go by. And I was like, um, hold on. Yeah. I know that I just saw three figures walk and Carter wasn't there. Nope. He he had food and poisoning. It got me. Yeah. I was because I just couldn't I knew that I saw it, but I couldn't find any explanation for it. Well, and what's worse in that kind of situation is you have no way like when we get something on the spirit box or anything else. We've all heard it. We've all seen it. You know, if the REM pod goes off, we've all seen it. We've all heard it. But it was just you. And and you start worrying, am I I seeing things or am I losing my fucking mind? Because your eyes do play a lot of tricks on you. Oh, absolutely. Especially going from like looking down at the camera screen to looking into pitch black. Mm -hmm. Like you get those little like flashy things in your eyes all the time. Exactly. But if you guys listening want to check out ex- this exact episode we're talking about, you can because yeah. <laughs> it is at the end of season two on Amazon Prime. It's um, our Lake County. The return to Lake County, right? Yeah. Lake County Jailhouse and Sheriff's. No, Lake County Jail and Sheriff's House, which is to this date one of my favorite locations. And I will always go back there. I have stories. I have story. I have a story. Oh yeah, I have a story. I actually had to text DJ Jimmy to make sure I hadn't done this one before because I've thought about it for so long. I wasn't sure. And you've double checked since Wah Wah is not here. Who yes. goes first? And who is it? It's you. It's me. Okay. So I'm doing the Cecil Hotel. Ooh. Have you heard of it? No. Well, you know something about it, and I'll tell you why. Uh-oh. So those of you that listen on a regular basis know that Clayton and I are super fans of the American Horror Story series. But did you know that our favorite series is our, our favorite season is Hotel? Well, it is. Um, the season takes place in a fictional hotel called the Cortez, where strange and horrifying things take place. Without any spoilers, I'm just going to say it also stars Lady Gaga, which was fucking amazing. Unreal. And Dennis O'Hare's portrayal of Liz is my absolute favorite American Horror Story character. It really is incredible. Closing the blinds because I have glare. Okay. So rumor has it that this season, and it's more than rumor, it's been said that this season is based on the Cecil Hotel in Los Angeles, California. This place is the stuff of nightmares from murder to suicides to serial killers to ghosts. This place is the perfect storm for a creepy-ass story, and it goes a little something like this. 
1924, the Cecil Hotel was the creation of a visionary William Banks Hanner. It was to be a lavish 600-room hotel where anyone and everyone who was anyone wanted to be seen, with stained glass windows, alabaster statues, and a gleaming marble lobby in the full 1920s, just like the Cortez was. The glamour of the Roaring Twenties, however, were short-lived. In October 1929, the U.S. stock market crashed, starting the Great Depression, History lesson, kids, just in case you didn't know. While the Cecil held on to its glamorous appeal through the 40s, the bright lights of the surrounding neighborhood dimmed and poverty set in. Main Street, where the hotel stands, became known as Skid Row. Ooh. Yeah, there ain't nothing good about Skid Row. <laughs> in 2007, new owners took over and wanted to revive its glory days. They renamed the hotel to the mainstay. But was it too late? Had the energy of the horrors that had happened there already seeped into the bones of this location? Was it too far gone? Or is it something worse at this point and a portal had been opened by all of the horrible things that had happened there? I wrote that. That was kind of creepy. Why haven't we been there? Um, Because it's, it's fucking sketchy. I don't know that I want to go there. Oh. Yeah. I, I'm not sure exactly how it is now. Right. I kind of think it's it's pretty sketchy gotcha. still. Okay, so. I could be wrong. I didn't research current. Current. Sure. So if anybody knows, Oddity Let Files know. crew at Gmail. Are you the GM? Exactly. Can you get us in? <laughs> Can you make sure there are no hobos? Um, so suicides are notoriously said to bring hauntings to any location. It is is it that these poor lost souls still have unfinished business? Is it that they regret their actions or is it that these spirits are trapped there, trapped here as part of taking their own lives? I wish I had answers for this, but I do not. Sources say a huge part of the hauntings at this location are pretty much the multitudes of suicides that have happened in various rooms at the Cecil. Here's a quick rundown of the victims that fell to depression or even worse Maybe murder that was mislabeled a suicide? I always wonder about that. Me too. A lot. In November of 1931, when 46-year-old W.K. Norton, who checked in as James Willis, after getting to his room, the man took a large amount of poison pills and ended his life. A year later, 25-year-old Benjamin Dottich checked into the hotel, concealing a gun in his belongings, and when a maid went to clean up his room on... September 17th, 1932, Dottich was found dead with a self-inflicted gun wound to his head. Next, Army Medical Sergeant Louis D. Borden was discovered dead in his room. He had cut his throat open with a razor. Oh, fuck that. That just literally seems like the worst way to go. And honestly, I feel that one's murder. You're, yeah. I can't. No. Nope. Okay. Um, <laughs> just thinking about it. Um, he also left behind a series of, oh, that's why. He left behind a series of suicide notes, which distay, which detailed his poor health as the main reason for the choice to end his life. In 1937, Grace E. e. Margot became the first of many people to fall to her death. 
from one of the hotel's higher floors. As Margot plummeted from her ninth floor window, her body became tangled in the telephone wires, which made me think of you just trying to get up, getting tangled. Literally, in might as well. <laughs> um, and authorities are were totally unsure whether her death was even intentional. In 1938, a 38-year-old Marine fireman, Roy Thompson, threw himself off the top floor of the Cecil. That same year, a 39-year-old Navy officer checked into the Cecil and poisoned himself to death. Oh, my god! So, so many. And again, like American Horror Story Hotel, it's just... They just do such a good job on that show. I know. I, uh, I don't want to give away spoilers. So good. So good. Um, in 1940, 45-year-old teacher Dorothy Skyger, I'm hoping I pronounced that right, consumed poison at the Cecil. Uh, the Los Angeles Times described her condition as near death, but no other port reports were filed about her. So she may have made it. Oh. Suicide struck again in 1947. So there was like a... a seven-year break, which is weird. Nice. And I want to know why. Refreshing. Maybe they brought in the monks. Like we say, the monks come cleanse things. <laughs> no, they went through everyone's shit when they checked in. Oh. So you have any gun? You have any poison? <laughs> You've got TSA going on there. Um, Robert Smith jumped out a window on the Cecil Hotel's seventh floor. And in 1954, 55-year-old Helen Gurney also jumped from the seventh floor to her own death. I hate when it happens on the same floor. Just just eerie, right. you know? In 62, 50-year-old Julia Moore jumped out of an eighth-floor window. That same year, 27-year-old Pauline Otten jumped to her death from the ninth floor. What? And killed 65-year-old <gasps> pedestrian named George Gianni in the fall. So not only did she jump out the window, she landed on Lands some on poor someone. pedestrian and kills him. Oh, my gosh. Oh, the death. In 1975, an unidentified woman jumped from the 12th floor of the building. She registered herself as Allison Lowell. And when she she checked into the hotel, and authorities were never able to fully trace her identity. So nobody really knows who she was. Creepy. The most recent suicide associated with a hotel occurred in 2015. When a 28-year-old unidentified man was found dead in front of the building, some presume he too fell to his death, though no official cause of death was determined. Hmm. That seems odd. Very odd. I mean, in this day and age, I kind of feel like they have to put closure to these cases. Right. And, I mean, wouldn't every bone in his body be That's what I'm thinking. Like, you would know if someone fell or if someone just, like, Overdosed, uh, right. or yeah, you yeah. know, I mean, there's going to be a huge difference between everything. So, I'm, I'm calling the sketch card on that one. So, I mean, that is a whole lot of death. A lot, a lot, a lot, and I'm sure there were plenty more. Oh yeah, and and it's far too many to call a coincidence. Mm-hmm. There's something going on there, and then there's the murders. Not nearly as many, thank God. Um, there are said to be ties to the Black Dahlia. It was one of the locations she was last seen before really? they found her body. Um, Elizabeth Short, who is the Black Dahlia, was seen having drinks at the bar just days before her body was notoriously found. In September 1944, when 19-year-old Dorothy Purcell birthed a child 
and then threw her baby boy out the hotel's no window. No way. Bitch face Dorothy. According to Purcell, she had no idea she was pregnant oh. when she went into labor. I actually know people that that has happened to, so I do finally believe that. Um, after giving birth, Purcell claimed she believed that the baby was stillborn. Okay. This is my disappointed face going on. You guys can't see it. And then she just threw him out the window because he was stillborn. Um, allegedly. That's not a good alternative. No. Not at all. I'm this one fucking pisses me off. I'm not I'm not I can't hold it in anymore. This fucking bitch. The newborn's body landed on the roof of the building next door. Purcell was charged with murder and tried for the crime in January of 1945, was found to be not guilty What by reason of insanity. Of course. I am calling bullshit on all levels. Her and what's his name from three episodes ago or whatever. Oh, absolutely. Oh, and, and bitch face Martha, who started all the bitch faces, no, yeah. throwing her baby over the... Anyway. In the ditch. I, people should have to have a license to have children. I've said that for eons, but... Anywho, in 1964, when a hotel staff member found Pigeon Goldie Osgood dead in her room, Osgood, a retired telephone operator, was known throughout the area as someone who liked to feed the pigeons in a park. You know, every big city's got that for sure. When investigators examined the scene and her body, they concluded that she was raped, stabbed, and beaten to death in her hotel room. Oh, my gosh. Why are people so fucking... Maybe let's not go there. No. It's terrifying. <laughs> Literally. I mean, if you're not insane before you get there, it sounds like you might be, by the time you leave, dead. I don't know. We, not, we would not stay on the 7th, 8th, or ninth floor. Or any of the floors. That's true. Or get drinks in the bar. <laughs> and walk in really quick so you don't get landed on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's terrible. Oh, it's terrible. My true crime came out when writing this story, as you can tell. So a few hours after her murder of Pigeon Goldie, authorities arrested 29-year-old Jacques Elehanger. I'm That's sure fun. I screwed that up. Elehanger was spotted walking through the Pershing Square where Osgood often fed her birds in blood-stained clothes. He was arrested but was later cleared of the charges to this day, Osgood's murder remains unsolved. It's annoying. Maybe it's the ghosts that are trapped <laughs> in the Cecil Hotel. Crazy, horrifying, and terrible stuff. Literally. Like the worst things you could ever. I, I would bulldoze the building at this at point. At this point, yeah. might as well. And if it's already in like a shady area. Yeah. Let's start from scratch. So to add insult to injury. You add the fact that Richard Ramirez stayed at the Cecil during his long run as the Night Stalker. It's said that he would dispose of evidence in the hotel dumpster. What? Yes. Like one of the biggest serial killers out there. And in 1991, I actually saw a movie on this guy. It's a fucked up story. In 1991, Austrian serial killer and journalist Johann Jack Underweger, Underweger, that's fun to say, also called the Cecil home when he was assigned to write an article about prostitution in America. Underweger was first convicted of murder in his home country of Austria in 1974. So let's just let him travel the world. He's done. He won't do it again. No. He won't do it again. 
serial killers change their ways. Absolutely. The Maybe yeah. he just came to America for a new start. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, in 1974, but was released 15 years later after convincing authorities he was reformed. Uh-huh. Sadly, he soon fell into his back back into his old habits, murdering three sex workers while on assignment in Los Angeles. Underweger was later arrested in 1992, convicted of murder, and in June 1994 was sentenced to life in prison because we know how to do things here. Yes, most of the time. Without the possibility of parole. The night of his sentencing, Underweger hanged himself in his cell. Oh, you can't handle it, motherfucker. Get, Get over, over it. it. <laughs> so, it, interestingly enough, this guy came to America to write the story about sex workers. And all of a sudden, these murders started happening. So, you know, he's sending these stories back and things are getting intense and these sex workers are dying and these stories blowing up. But it was him killing these sex workers. Unreal. Mm. Fucking hate people. This is why I like to talk to ghosts. <laughs> Except you. I like you, Clayton. <laughs> Thank and you. any of you listening. Well, most of you listening. <laughs> um, and these are the ones that are uh, documented as staying at the Cecil. So I'll talk about some crazy ass bad energy swirling around this place. Constantly. Yeah. But the one story that happened at the Cecil that personally still haunts me to this day, and okay. I'm, I'm sure you've heard of this one and seen the video, um, it's of Alyssa Lamb. Remember back in early 2013, there was this viral video going around. It was on all the news stations. It was everywhere. It was a woman in an elevator, and the security camera caught it. And she's pressing all the buttons and she's ducking around the corner, hiding from yes, somebody. And then she pops out. Yep. And it's like she's talking. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking Is about that it. Is there? Yes. Whoa. And she pops. For those of you that haven't seen, I'm sure DJ we'll Jimmy will find it. Um, it's like she's talking to nobody in the hallway. And this was like at the beginning of my paranormal curiosity and investigate. And I'm like, oh, God, it's like she's talking to a ghost. It was terrifying. It is really scary. Absolutely terrifying. So this tiny little Asian woman, she keeps peeking around the elevator door. She's pressing all... The doors are open to this elevator the entire time. She's pressing every button she can, peeking around the corner, like I said, hiding in the corner, kind of mumbling to herself sometimes. And at one point, she steps out of the elevator again... Oh, creepy ass van just drove by my house. That's do 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 do. Nothing to see no, here. Nothing. I think it said free hugs. Anyway, um, and she steps out of the elevator. The doors are still open the entire time. She's having a conversation with somebody who's not there, talking like me with my hands. If you've seen our TV show, you know how bad I am at that. And um the reason why this video went viral is because she went missing, and that's the right. last anything they have of this poor girl. So this, like I said, this is the last anyone ever sees of this Canadian Canadian student, Elsa Lam. I remember the authorities looking for her. And at the same time that this video was playing absolutely everywhere. The search continued for two weeks until one day guests at the hotel complained of low water pressure on the morning of February 19th when staffers went to the hotel's uh, rooftop water tanks, they found Lamb's naked body floating within one of the water tanks. What in the uh, actual fuck? 
the people complained about the low water pressure and that the water tasted funny. No. Yes. No, 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 no. Again, I just threw up my mouth a little bit. This is why you don't drink the tap water Literally. from hotels unless you're in Salt Lake. Because it's better than bottled water, it's come to find out. <laughs> Um, so what in the actual fuck? That That is something that is like the chicken crawling across the table has stuck with me. Here's the thing. All these so years. they had the cameras in the elevator. Yeah. Nowhere else? I think that's the one they showed because it would probably get the news better ratings. But still, just like that it's unsolved as to how she wound up in the water tank. It is. And here's why. Um, like I said, the case captivated the public with many struggling to make sense of Lamb's final hours and her mysterious death, access to the whole roof, the hotel rooftop is off limits to guests okay. and the public. The doors are locked and only staff possess keys or passcodes. Makes sense. Any attempt at forcing open these doors would have triggered an alarm. Wait, okay. And similarly, the rooftop water tanks are difficult to access. And presuming Lamb was alone, it's also challenging to seal up once you're inside the water water tanks because she was a tiny little Asian girl. So it, it was sealed. It when was they sealed. Found her in there. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Unless it's one a ghost, which still or how would a ghost get a real person through doors? Could and shit? it be an alien abduction? Or could it be some sketchy hotel worker? That. <laughs> This is why I like to talk to ghosts. That. <laughs> <laughs> so the Los Angeles coroner's office ruled Lamb's death was a result of accidental drowning. This is me raising my hand, oh calling my bullshit. That Wh- just means that they didn't want to do the work to figure it out. Literally. Literally. Petition. We should start a petition to bring back that. Investigation? Yes. Yeah. I guess she was bipolar, which aren't we all on some level? <laughs> um and but there are still so many questions remain, remaining, fueling speculation and internet conspiracy. Here's us adding to it. Um, but some point, oh, some point to Lamb's mental state. Still, I don't know. Her, how does she lock? How does she access somewhere that's completely off limits? And One. there's no way for her to get in there. And then how does she seal herself in a in a water tank? I don't know. It just she's none bipolar of bipolar and a magician. Maybe she's part Houdini. There you go. We have answers. Houdini did that whole thing on the roof. <laughs> Literally. And I think he used to lock himself in water tanks. All the time. Maybe she's part Houdini. She tried it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, while others still, especially those focused on the eerie elevator footage, believe paranormal forces were at work. And again... First thing I saw, I'm like, oh, there's there's something really It weird. is scary because you can see it. Like, she looks terrified. I know exactly terrified. what you're talking about. Yeah, and every time I think about it, I get goosebumps. So there you have it. I mean, the place is literally the perfect storm for haunting. I know. So while she was telling her story, I got on my computer and looked up pictures. And it looks like, I mean, if I had to put my finger on a hotel that would fit that bill. Oh, literally. <laughs> Pretty close. (laughs) So the claims of hauntings of this location have a little bit of everything from EVPs to apparitions have been seen just about everywhere. Some claim that dark shadows are seen tugging on their bed sheets. 
So I guess it still is a hotel. The most famous evidence of paranormal activity, aside from the uh, video that I cannot get over, was a photo taken by Kostin Alderit, a local resident. He took the photo of what looks like a specter hanging outside the fourth floor window of his hotel. The photo went viral and many link the paranormal phenomenon to the many suicides that have occurred during the hotel's operation, which makes total sense to me. And I'm making sure. Let me. Son of a building block. Okay. You might want to see the guy. Oh. I don't know how much has been filtered. I'm sure it's not the original photo, but still. But still. Looks like a guy hanging out of a window. Absolutely looks like a guy. And for those of you listening that want to see the picture or the (laughs) video, head on over to our Instagram. If you're uh, listening on Friday, the day this episode drops, it'll be in our stories. It's still moving? Okay. Um, And if not, head to our highlights, which if you go to our Oddity Files Instagram page, it'll be right there on the first page. And this is episode 35 or 36 something. Right. I'm confused now because now Apple Podcasts like puts a number in front of it, which due to our autosodes doesn't match our like episode number. And it really just like grinds my gears. Yeah, I don't look at numbers because numbers are hard for me. But I can understand your right. quandary. That's 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 enough to make me. There's not another thing we could start a petition for better than changing Halloween. Yeah, make uh, Apple Podcasts coincide our episode numbers with our episode numbers, or just remove their numbers. Yeah, I'm not sure why they do that. Anyways, <laughs> anywho, that is the story of the Cecil Hotel. I like that. I definitely think it's. <coughs> If it's on the safer side, somewhere worth visiting, whether we do an investigation or not, yeah, just it's one of those things to say we've been there. As long as it's not still Skid Row. Right. And I'm yeah. not going to get landed on. No. Not at all. Because talk all. about just your being your time. Yeah. there is That is proof that you have no control. You're just going anything. on a stroll for yep. whatever it may be, and you get landed on. Yes. Absolutely <clears throat> terrifying. So, one, great story. Two, Thank you. still my favorite American Horror Story season for so many reasons. So many reasons. I actually have a keychain that looks like an old um, like hotel mm-hmm. keychain that says the Co- Cortez Hotel on it. So good. Damn, that was good. Uh, maybe we'll throw the uh, the opener for that season just on the Instagram story, just for our own oh, satisfaction. Just, <laughs> just the music gives uh, me goosebumps. Love it. And there were a lot of characters that as you guys may or may not know, the American Horror Story series reuses a lot of the same actors in different roles. But every and season is a different story. Absolutely. It's not a continuation right. from season to season. And a lot of the actors, they're f- the roles they played for that season were some of my favorites from those specific actors. Literally. Like the woman who plays the maid. I really am not a fan of hers in any of the other seasons, but I loved her. In is hotel. it the redhead? The one who she's always like washing blood out of the sheets and she's like Evan Peters. Um, so like when people will be checking in the hotel, they'll like see her in the hallway like cleaning sheets. And I must not have liked her either because I don't remember her. But yeah, literally every other season I'm like, ugh. <clears throat> yeah. I loved her in hotel. So it's been a minute since I've done a cryptid Ooh. in our like actual one. So I did one in Seattle. 
Yes. But um, so I was like, I want to look into another cryptid. And I also like cryptids that are fun to say. And this is the Alta Mahaha. Oh, did you look up how to say it? Because that sounded no, pretty legit. But I'm assuming that's how you say it. So it's near the mouth of the Alta Maha River in southeastern Georgia. It's I figured set, it was Hawaiian by the way you right, said that. To reside a hissing sea monster. Uh-uh. Called Alta Mahaha. So it's the Alta Maha River. Okay. Hyphen H-A. Because it's funny, haha. I don't know. <laughs> so, or Alti for short. Alti. I like Alti. That is fun. The legend predates British-English colonization and is said to have originated in the lower Muscogee Creek tribe. I, I like I think that's Muskogee. the end of saying things. I'm not sure if that's how you say it. I, I think it is. I just lied. Um, <laughs> extends about 137 miles where it joins up with three other rivers. All the rivers. Right. That I'm not going to worry about saying their names because they're all named after Indian tribes. They're real. Words are hard. It empties into the Altamaha Sound, and it's joined by other rivers before they all make their way to the ocean. All the rivers, people. If you're all from Georgia, you're probably like, yeah, I know where that is. <laughs> the rest of us, no clue. Yes. So it's located in Glynn County in Georgia. Um, it's not comprised of beaches, but rather it's made up of many islands, marshes, canals, ponds. Swampy. Old rice fields. Yeah. Gotcha. So the Altamaha is said to inhabit... The area of small streams, twisting channels, and the river adjacent to the marshes, particularly particularly around Darien Island. Or Darien, Butler Island. Gotcha. So, again, if you're in Georgia, this is for you. For us. And I'm pretending like I know exactly what too. he's talking about. So, the strange cryptid is described as having a sturgeon-like body, including a bony ridge on its top, with front flippers and no back limbs. It swims like a dolphin and has a snout of a crocodile with large protruding eyes and sharp, large teeth. Oh, that sounds terrifying. <laughs> right? Just, you know, friendly neighborhood. <laughs> you Alt-Mahaha. lost me at the bulging eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it's colored and said to be gray or green with a whitish yellow underbelly. Reports indicate that it's 20 to 30 feet long. Oh, I'm out. Fuck no. It sounds like a Pokemon. It literally does. Yeah. Though some have stated seeing smaller or even larger creatures suggest the babies that and the daddies. The Alt Mahaha is not alone. Alti. Alti. My guy. <laughs> right. Bigfoot's that's what Bigfoot rides around when he needs to go. Literally places. we need that needs to be a shirt. <laughs> it needs I need an artist to contact me AS. Bigfoot on an Alta Mahaha. Uh-huh. In the marsh. Yes. With like eating rice patties, rains and everything. Yeah, literally. So it has been reported to see itself just basking on the shore, trolling casually along the river, and has even um, reacted defensively when in the presence of people in boats. Ooh. Though no physical evidence of the Altamaha has been found, the tales date back bef- back for centuries, with the Indians describing a giant snake-like creature that hissed and bellowed. Nope. Again, I'm out. Right. It's the hissing and the bulging eyes. Can you imagine? Also 30 feet long. One of the first non-native reports of the creature was on April 18th, 1830. Oh, shit. When a correspondent of the Savannah, Georgia newspaper reported multiple sightings of a sea monster on the Georgia coast. The primary eyewitness was Captain Delano of the schooner Eagle, 
who repeated seeing a who reported seeing a large creature off of St. Simon Island below the mouth of the Altamaha River. His description stated that it was about 70 feet long. Its circumference was about the size of a barrel, and its head resembled an alligator. Five nope. other men also reported seeing this monster. Nope. nope. 70 feet long. No, that's, that's big enough to kill an entire town. Right. So in the 1920s, so... Almost a hundred years later. While the Cecil was being built. Literally at the same time. <laughs> Timbermen riding the river reported seeing a large snake-like water monster. In 1935, a group of hunters said what they called a giant snake swimming through the river. In the 40s, Boy Scouts reported seeing the creature, as well as two officials from the state prison in 1950. I trust the Boy Scouts sighting the more most. than anybody else's. I thought the exact same thing. <laughs> Like, why would Boy Scouts lie? I know. They can't. They take an oath. So in 1969, when two brothers were fishing on the Altamaha River at Clark's Bluff, they reported seeing an animal that they first thought was a sturgeon, but quickly changed their mind when they got a better look, stating that it measured about 10 or 12 feet long. So a lot more, you know. Tolerable. Tolerable. A lot less scary. A snout like an alligator and and a horizontal tail. They also described the creature having a triangular ridge on the top of its body, sharp pointed teeth, and being gunmetal gray in color. So they got a good look at this Yeah, they did. Where are the photos? What year was this? (laughs) Exactly. That was in 1969. Polaroids existed. Absolutely. In the summer of 1980, two men reportedly saw Altamaha stranded on a mud bank near Cathead Creek. They reported the animal was lying halfway in the river, thrashing and trying to free itself from the bank. They described it as being dark colored with rough skin and about 20 feet long. While watching, the creature freed itself, submerged, and disappeared. Later that year, in December of 1980, another man reported having seen what they thought thought was the Altamaha in Smith Lake. The description, also 15 to 20 feet, snake-like, brown humps on the back, and left behind a wake that of a speedboat. Oh, fuck. That's right. a quick-moving motherfucker. Exactly. How big are sturgeon? I just looked up a photo of them. They are not a pretty fish. (laughs) You continue. I'll find out. It's unfortunate. A more recent report was in 2002 by a man pulling a boat up the river near Brunswick who reported seeing something over 20 feet in length, six feet wide as it broke the water. Mm -hmm. And this is what's crazy. In 2010, like, so pretty recent, an amateur photographer captured a video of something strange swimming in the channel off of Fort King George Historic Site in Darien. Sightings of the Altamaha continue to till this day. Another thing that I read was, so when, like, you know, the new land, as in America, yeah. brought over artists to illustrate what it looked like to take back to England, multiple artists had this creature in it. Really? Yes. Isn't that the one that were like when people would do maps, you'd see like this thing in the water, like like old like right. pirate style maps. Maybe. I think I may have seen something about this on Mysteries at the Museum now that you mention that. Um, but yeah, so when you look at pictures of it, it kind of looks like a dinosaur meets a um like a seal or like a sea lion. Okay. So it's very like, um, oh, that 
is a tiny picture. <laughs> I oh, hate pull when that up Um And this looks like a, an actual child drew it, but this is what I'll show you. Um, it looks like Nessie. Kind of, sort of. Right. Well, it doesn't look like it would eat you. No, no. Nessie it, doesn't. Nessie looks like a fun-loving human. That's human true. <laughs> but. You know what I mean. This one. It's crazy. Also, so in. Let me find the year. So sturgeons can get to be really big. Really? Yeah. They are among some of the largest fish. Some of them can be, be up to 18 feet. Some species, some of the species can reportedly attain over 18 feet and 4,400 pounds. That's the bel- Captain C. It's beluga sturgeon. Ooh, a beluga sturgeon. Yeah. And they can live up to over 100 years. So there was a creature that washed ashore dead that everyone thought finally... They had it. We have an Altamaha and I'll sh- or an Alti. Oh, that looks just like the picture. Literally just like it. And I think it actually is a video. It's not loading right now. But apparently it's a hoax. Oh, was people it? Is it somebody everything. just made it? Yes. Oh, bummer. I know. People literally ruin everything. So they, scientists, of course, were the ones that finally identified it. And... So this was March of 2018. Oh, wow. That's super recent. Yeah. The scientists at Georgia's or Savannah State University say it's a basking shark, which I've never heard of in my life. No, nor have I. And I've watched several Shark Weeks. But this. Speaking of which, happy Shark Week. Oh, it is Shark Week. (laughs) But this doesn't look anything like that. So maybe that scientist sucks. Well, sometimes they do. Um. Wildlife experts consulted to the conclusion it was a basking shark and even provided a convincing sketch of a basking shark's head elongating as it's decomposing. Oh, so in decomposition. Well, I mean, most of these people saw it alive, though, allegedly. I don't know any of them. No, this is just a dead creature on the beach. And so they threw science Science. I guess as a basking shark decomposes, its head elongates. That's terrifying. Yeah. A basking shark is terrifying. Holy hell. No, thank you. Oh, dear God. I'll go with the Altamaha. I'd rather run into a great white, not going (laughs) to lie. That is terrifying. Like, absolutely terrifying. That will be on our story as well. Yes. But. Fish are scary. A fun little cryptid. No, I love it. That is in a very specific spot in all the rivers of Georgia. Yeah. And I love that scientists have actually put some time into it right. and try to disprove it. Whereas big feats, they're not even exactly. fucking trying. But down there, it is so, I guess you could call it famous. Do they have a festival? An Alti festival? They should. Oh my gosh, we're going. Totally. Alti festival, Georgia. The vampire festival from last week, which was really just the dog called Old Boy or whatever the hell his name was. Alti. Alta Mahaha. Which is still fun to say. Mahaha. I don't know why they added the ha after it. 
you know? Because they thought it was fun to say. I guess so. No, no festival. No Damn festivals. it. I feel like George is missing out at, at this point. No. I feel like all of us weirdos would be like, oh, let's have some shark sandwiches and call it the Alti sandwich. And This is fun, though. The city of McIntosh has it as their mascot. Oh, I love so it. So that's close. Yeah. So the, if anyone's going to have the festival, it's likely to be that. There we go. But I love cryptid stuff. And I do, too. That one was fun. The shirt I wore actually for the live podcast in Raleigh, it's like a spinoff of like the Monster Mash. But it's I didn't said, even really look at it. Now I have all the guilt. It's the one that I sent you a picture of. Oh, okay. Gotcha. The Cryptid Mash. And oh, it has like all yeah. these cryptids dancing around and it says the Cryptid Mash. Yeah. Huge fan of the cryptid <laughs> stories. Just because it's it's just fun. They are fun. and But also... Unless you're that chick who listened to my cryptid story from last week, then apparently that's not fun. Oh, and we walk out. Walked right out. <laughs> no, but they are fun because they're just as mysterious as ghosts. They are. And, and there's no proof. Right. <laughs> there's no proof. So uh-uh. all of these things could be real. Literally. Like Bigfoot. Like Bigfoot. Motherfuckers. He's real and he just wants a hug. So. Oh, do you have a listener story? I saw you pull up a piece of paper. We do have a listener story. And the subject is what drew my attention so much because it is poltergeist. Yes. Right. And this comes from Missy. She says, hi, all. I've been getting caught up on your podcast. I stumbled upon your show on Amazon and then your podcast. So I'm a bit late to the party, but not terribly so. Oh, welcome. And thank you for all the things. I'm currently listening to your episode, Waverly Hangover. I'm sorry, yeah, <laughs> but it was also good because that was fresh on our minds. and Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. So here is my story. I lived in a small two-bedroom apartment for 13 years. When I first moved in, I could have sworn there was a ghost dog that would jump on the bed, turn a few times, and lay down, as a dog does. I, I would like to have that ghost. Right? You don't have to feed cool. it. You don't have to let it out. Right. But you get all the per- puppy perks. You just get woken up to like something licking your face and then there's nothing. I can do that. I didn't ask anyone about it, but I did mention it to my husband at that time. And I wondered if there was such a thing as ghost animals. I believe so. My oldest kiddo once came running from the hallway and said "There's the <laughs> that that dog is scaring me. She pointed to the hallway and there was nothing there. Oh. Which I would say you probably got a dog ghost. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say that is conclusive. Now this same kid continue to see things that I couldn't through her childhood. Oh. But that isn't the story, not really. The real story came a few years later. I had dropped the kids off at school and heard a loud bang from their bedroom. I went to the room and found a framed art print on the opposite side of the room from where it was hanging. Oh. The wire hanger on the back looked like it had been ripped off. So, knowing that poltergeist activity often stems from kids going through puberty, I blamed her. With... (laughs) Yikes. Yeah, they're fucking crazy at <laughs> yeah. that age anyway. <laughs> With the thought that it was a puberty thing, even though she was not home, this became my habit to lessen the fear. This became my habit to lessen the fear these incidents created. Right. So she's, oh, it's just her fault in her puberty right. as opposed to this is a demon. <laughs> Once I went to our tiny kitchen and found bread on the full floor, fully bagged, just in the middle of the floor. I have a bread box that I kept the bread in. So oh, that's weird. That's really weird. Another time, I heard a very scary growl late at night. Don't like that. No. 
run for your life. Maybe it was, maybe the dog was hungry. <laughs> it says, I didn't like that one and I didn't blame it on Kiara. Kiara's the daughter's name. Oh, okay. Gotcha. There was a time Kiara was at school and I invited my mother over to help me clean out the kids' art corner. It was crazy overfilled and definitely needed some guidance to get it clean. So my mom and I made several different piles of papers in order to sift through what to save and throw away. Yeah. A pile just to the right started vibrating. What? No other papers were vibrating or shifting or moving in any way. My mother and I just stared at the pile as we both watched it tip over. Neither of us moved. I said, stop it, Kiara. My mother said, Kiara isn't here. Mom's thinking you're crazy. Literally. <laughs> That's all I said, and we kept going about our business. Did it stop? I guess so. Okay. I guess maybe it just vibrated and fell over and stopped. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So when we left, I told her what I do when scary stuff happens. <laughs> well, that's good that you didn't just let her think you're kind of losing it. Yeah. The last big thing that occurred happened as Kiara was getting ready for school on the opposite side of the apartment. My youngest, Mara, was walking towards the kitchen and I was coming out of the hallway, also going towards the kitchen. There was a cereal box on the floor just on the outside of the trash because the trash needed to be taken out. Out of nowhere... The cereal box slides two feet across the floor. Nope. Mara looks at me and said, did you see that? I looked at Kiara and said, stop it. <laughs> Kiara looked at me with wide eyes and said, I didn't do anything. Aww. Obviously, I have no idea if any of this actually caused was caused by Kiara going through puberty, especially since most of the activity happened while Kiara wasn't even there. But if it made her feel safer, right. I totally get it. I have always believed that if we would have given in to the fear, the activity would have gotten much worse. We have since moved a few times. Kiara and Mara have grown up and moved away. We've had to sage a couple times, but we haven't had much happen. Maybe some other time I can share events from our other homes and trips. I would love that. That is incredible. Also, the cereal box sliding two feet across the floor. No. And like when they all saw it. So like the yeah. bread being in the middle floor. It's just No one there. saw it happen. Yeah. Could have been Whatever. anything. Yeah. But to see something like that slide just across slide. the floor. And I'm picturing like the original Poltergeist movie where stuff would just slide yep. across the kitchen. Oh. It's terrifying. Yes. Great story. Yes. And who was that? Missy. Missy, thank you so much. And thank you for listening and watching yes. the show. And tell the girls we said hello and tell them to listen because we want them to listen. Right. Unless they're not into this stuff, then don't force them. So every week we do share listener stories. If you guys have something, it doesn't have to be Poltergeist or Ghost. It Maybe you know more about Altima Haha or have seen him or have stayed at the Cecil Hotel. Let us know. Email us oddityfilescrew at gmail.com and we will sift through those and we'll read our favorites. Like Missy's story, she it's very spelled out and it's a story that and that's ex- exactly what it is. It's a story. So yes, beginning, not middle, to just, end. Exactly. Try not to just send us a sentence or two. We will read that and we will enjoy it, but it might not make the episode. Absolutely. And we love doing our episodes as well. So we're always, always looking for stories. Even if you have a friend that has a story, we'd lo- just tell them, email us at oddityfilescrew at gmail. We are just coming off of, actually, we um, didn't mention the flashback Q&A because it hasn't happened yet. We're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves with the uh, podcast here because of Flashback weekend coming up, and uh, Clayton and DJ Jimmy are heading out on another cruise. They're officially yes. 80 years old. They've done two cruises <laughs> in one year. 
But we're coming off a Galaxy Con rally and Flashback Weekend, and I'm sure Flashback was awesome. We got Carter in on a Q&A. It was a blast. But we do have coming up yet, um, we're going to be at Greenwood Library in Indiana on October 4th at 6.30. It's going to be a blast. We have an hour and a half to fill. So That is exciting. Maybe we'll do podcast slash Q&A slash everybody tells yeah. their ghost stories. That's what I was thinking. After our last one, I was like, we should really start... Because in Raleigh, a lot of people were intrigued by the investigative stuff. Yes, and they wanted to know more. Yeah, so maybe we just start adding like 15 minutes just for questions. Yeah, because be this, this is the first time we were actually able to fill our entire time yeah. slot by telling stories. And hopefully we're going to have some new announcements coming up for other live podcasts. We're in talks right now with Horror Hound about their indie show. So as soon as we know that, it'll be up on all our social sites, which is at Oddity Files on Twitter and Instagram. Search Oddity Files on Facebook. We're there as well. Um, check out our website. We also update that with our um, live events with um, the podcast as they go up. We have merchandise on there, which is fun t-shirts, which I've got some ideas for some great ones. Now right. Now we're going to have Ultima Haha writing. Wow. Ultima <laughs> Haha writing Bigfoot. That's a site. <laughs> That's a site. It's like one of those little kid backpacks. Yes. <laughs> um, but check it out. Oddityfiles.com. Also, please, if you would, head on over to Amazon Prime if you're a member. We have two seasons for free. Just yeah. search Oddity Files, and we are there. But again, we say it all the time, and I know you guys think we're just blowing smoke up your ass, but we're not. But we appreciate the fact that you're here listening and that you're telling your friends about us and that you're sharing our tweets and our Facebook and our Insta stories and telling your friends. And you guys fucking rock. And You we, really do. We just can't tell you legitimately how much we appreciate it. It is a lot of fun, especially when it comes like to Kitsy and I actually personally interacting with you guys on social media. Her and I both really do enjoy that. So, so much fun. If there's something that you want to know about us, ask away. I Absolutely. We had someone that was asking questions like how I got into musical theater and stuff like that. Oh, neat. So, stuff completely unrelated to the yeah. podcast, but they just wanted to know. So, we, we love our fans and that's why we do this. We don't do this because we just enjoy sitting around talking to each other. I think we do that all the time. He does anyways. not enjoy sitting around talking to me. But that's anyway, not what I said. <laughs> I know. Usually, that's we just do that in the dark, <laughs> <laughs> literally with a flashlight sometimes. But it just makes it so much easier and more enjoyable. Yeah, when and structured. <laughs> yeah, that's true. When every Friday, you know, people are like, "Oh my gosh!" Like because our fan base is now literally across the country. A lot the of these world. stories, people have real life encounters with it. It's yeah. just, it's really exciting. Somebody else had said they had something weird happen to their phone while they were listening to a podcast. Really? I'll have to look into that and I'll update y'all in we the should. next episode. But it's not us. It's not like us. Like my mother thinks it is. Absolutely not. <laughs> um, but just in case you forgot, weird is the new cool, sometimes the new normal. Ghost on. Ghost on. See ya.